Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. They love themselves so much. When we read John chapter 7 verse 30 39, did you hear what Jesus said? He said, if you are thirsty, he was speaking of the Holy Ghost. You see? Okay. Now, when you receive the Holy Ghost, listen to this, it's amazing. When you receive the Holy Ghost, and I was, I, was, I was teaching today and I was telling them. And you are praying in tongues. You know what the Holy Spirit does? Have you ever prayed and seen a scripture before? Or a scripture comes to your mind? Do you know who is doing that? The Holy Spirit. He's also referring you to the word. And when you read the word, he refers you to the Holy Spirit. So it's like the Holy Jesus, the word is here. The Holy Ghost is here and you are in the middle. Look, when I, when I got the revelation, I asked, who am I? That God, the word, God, the Holy Spirit, has his eyes on me. They are doing everything in their power to make me enjoy who they have made me to be. So the more I pray, the more the word is revealed. Let me show you something. The reason why sometimes you can pray and hear something in the spirit, but it won't come to pass. Or you can see a vision in, in, when you are praying and it won't come to pass. It's because when you had the vision, the Holy Ghost is the one that showed you the vision and the thought. Not for fun. Not to be excited that it is coming to pass. So that you go into the word. Because don't you understand? He said, when the Holy Ghost comes, out of your belly shall flow. There cannot be a flow without the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost cannot release a flow unless you have seen it in the word. So when you see a vision, you go into the word and check it out. And as you begin to read and your soul agrees with it, then the Holy Ghost confirms the, his brother, his, 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 the word of God. Can you see that? So there is a release. Go to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 15. He said, wherefore, whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. I explained this to me before. The Holy Ghost saw everything the Father planned and everything Jesus came to do. Even unto the last, when Jesus was nailed on the cross and blood oozed out of him and he cried, my father, my father, why has thou forsaken me? He saw the very, you know, um, 
excruciating activity or event that ever happened to Jesus was the day, the very day that his father separated himself. Because right from the beginnings of beginnings, the word has been in the father. The father has been in the word. And the, the Holy Ghost, you know, I told you about the coexistence. They have been together. It's called the fellowship of mystery. Then all of a sudden, because of you, because of me, the father for the first time separated himself from Jesus. The Holy Ghost was also separated. Why? Because the Holy Ghost was standing somewhere watching the Father. Normally, see, check the Bible. When Jesus was in trouble, the Father was with him. Didn't you hear what he said? He said, would you also leave me? He said, when you leave me, I am not left alone. What did he say? The Father is with me. So for Jesus, he knew the Father was always with him. But for the first time, when all the sins of this world was put on Jesus, the father hates sin to the core. And so the father left his son and turned his back. You know, it's like your son is dying. When you watch your son, you can't stand it. So what do you do? You don't watch him. You turn. So that was how painful it is. And the, as, as God turned his back on his son who was dying, now the death was not supernatural. Even though it was supernatural effect, he died a painful human death. He felt the pain of the, of the nails. He felt the pain of, the, of the, the thorns. He felt the pains of the slaps and the beatings. I'm sure they stoned him. He, the Bible said that for he was, he was like a, a flower that was trampled under the foot. They beat him mercilessly. They, everything they do to him, the Holy Spirit was watching. And he was taking account. Was he happy that Jesus was doing this? Yes and no. Yes. Because of you. No. Because of the relationship. So he watched on. Do you know what the Bible says about Jesus on the cross? The Bible says, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Do you know what endured means? He, he, would, have, he would have quitted, but he, he endured. Didn't you hear? Didn't you see the account of the, of the two thieves? They did not suffer like he suffered. Jesus' death was humiliating. How can you make him so naked for the world to see? My God, on the cross, made naked and treated as if he was no human being. Look at how the cross, look at what they do to him as he carried the cross. They did not care. That was my God that they were doing that too. That was your God that they were doing that too. But the Bible says that looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Ladies and gentlemen, it was because of your faith. <laughs> Who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Can I tell you something? When Jesus was on the cross, even though he felt the pain, he was seeing the newborn, he was seeing the born again. He was seeing the church. He was seeing the power of the Holy Ghost at work. He was seeing the glory of God revealed. He was seeing the angels of God giving unto mankind. He was seeing the new beginnings and things happen on the earth. He was seeing everything that the father's heartbeat. He was seeing the joy that the father had. So the Bible says he endured. He endured the cross. You know? Can I give you an example? Imagine you have a baby and you are cooking in the kitchen. 
your baby is so hungry that you want to get some food for him or her and fire burns you one and knife cuts you so deep that it's so painful that you can't hold the knife will you stop cooking what will you do you will endure the pain not because you are a fool to see your daughter or your son eat and be full because the cry of your son or your daughter irritates you no good mother or father will say that i am not cooking again because i am hurt they will endure the pain if they have to hold the knife this way however endurance you think it was easy for jesus to be on the cross I'm sure Jesus will be doing this on the cross. He's trying to find a, a point so he can relax. But the, the, way, the, way, the way they position him, according to history, no man has, that is the most wicked thing any man can do. You see the way they did his leg? So that he won't die quickly. So that he can end. Please, when you go and put your, your leg on this one, huh? and touch, just touch the, okay, you are not wearing shoes. You see, Remove your sandals. Here. There is no hole here. There is no hole here. It is bone. And you have put here on there. Maybe here you will say, oh, okay, there are some spaces. But on your feet, there is no space. It's flat. Flat bone. And imagine an eight inch. Eight inches nail. Eight inches nail. Put on that place. How fast? How fast is that nail going to go through the first leg? Not to talk about the going through the second. How many you know strokes of the hammering is going to cause that nail to go through the first leg, to go through the second leg? And when the thing entered, they had to hit it from the back. And they put him in the hole and drop it. Boom. Can you imagine? It is like the nail coming out of his flesh. But the Bible says he endured the cross for your sake. For my sake. That was not enough. I am sure, you know, he would, you know when you stand for like, like this for a long time, you get so tired that you want to find another position to relax more. But Jesus, he couldn't find a way to relax because of the way they put him on the cross. So immediately, he was thirsty. And when he asked for water, they brought him vinegar. Who drinks vinegar? They thought they were, do, they, 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 they were hurting him so much. But they didn't know that for the joy that was set before him, they didn't know that when Jesus drinks the vinegar, he was drinking all our cases. They didn't know that. And the Bible says, and when he had drunk the vinegar, he said, it is finished. You know what it's finished? The curses from your father's house, mother's house, curses from wherever, curses that anybody will pronounce unto you. All curses were put on him and he took it to the cross and he drank it into him. Didn't you see what he said? Let me just explain to you. He said, go preach the gospel. They that will hear the gospel and believe. 
He said they will drink of poisonous substances and nothing shall be able to hurt them. Is that correct? You see, when Jesus drinks the curse of poison, it doesn't have an effect on him because God died on my behalf. That is what it is. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. Let me tell you, that is why the Holy Spirit is here. Because all he went through was not a joke. So if you are not enjoying the benefits of the finished works, you are, you are irritating the Holy Ghost. You are irritating the Holy Ghost. Why would you not enjoy? Why did Jesus come? He came to do it so you can enjoy the benefit of the cross. Go back to the 10, 15. I'll show you this. Look at the benefit of the cross. Or amplified. He said, whereof the Holy Ghost is also a witness to us. Which means, he saw and he is now witnessing to us. You see it? You see when somebody goes to the court, there is a witness box. So it's either the witness can witness against you or witness for you or witness to you. But for us, the Holy Ghost is witnessing to you. What is he saying? Everything that happened, he's telling you. He's bearing witness to you. He said, I was there when it happened. He said, you are blessed. Yes, yes, yes. With all spiritual blessings, heavenly, yes, I was there when it happened. So yes, it is true. You cannot be cursed again. Yes, yes, I was there. I saw Jesus when he drank all the curses. By his stripes, you were healed. I was there. When they lashed him 39, I saw it. I was there. So the Holy Ghost is bearing witness to you. And also the Holy Spirit adds, look at this. He adds his testimony to us in confirming, confirmation of this. What is this? For having said, this is the agreement, the testament, the covenant that I will set up and conclude with them after all, after those days, says the Lord. I will imprint my laws upon their heart. I will inscribe them on their heart, minds, on their innermost thoughts and understanding. So you see, God says this truth, he will impress it on your heart. He will impress it on your mind. He will impress it everywhere because that is the reality of what Jesus did. Go on. He then goes on to say, and their sins and they are law breaking. Now, he's talking about the nature of sin and the act of sin. He said, and their law, their sins, and their law breaking. Continues. Their law breaking, I will remember no more. Don't let anybody today. Yesterday I saw. Some man of God that I respect so much put on his status. Once saved is not forever saved. I was so sad in my heart. The Holy Ghost will grieve. Do you know what it means to say once saved, not forever saved? When the Holy Ghost is bearing witness. Go on to the next one. He said, now where there is absolute remission, forgiveness, and cancellation of the penalty of these sins and law breaking... There is no longer any offering made to atone for sin. And you are telling me once saved is not forever saved? If once saved is not forever saved means that I can lose my salvation, meaning I still need salvation, meaning somebody must come and die again. 
for me to be saved. But that is not true. So you see, this is what the Holy Spirit is witnessing. 19. We are going to 20. Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom, we have full freedom. Your freedom is interesting to the Holy Ghost. Now look at it. It says sins. Why is it saying sins? Because of the what he has mentioned already. Because the sins, the law breaking, the cancellations, everything has gone in your favor. So he's telling you that since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the holiest of holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus. Now, to say one save is not forever saved means we want another blood. But ladies and gentlemen, we have freedom in the blood. Yes. 20. By this fresh, new, and living way, which he initiated and dedicated and opened. Did you hear that when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says that in the temple, the curtain tore and opened. He's telling you that the opening of the curtains was the opening of the new way. It means the new way was covered. But when Jesus died, the new way was open. He said, and dedicated and open for us through the separating curtain, veil of the holies of holies, that is through his flesh. Go on. And since we have such great and wonderful and noble priest who rules over the house of God. Uh huh. Let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest, and sincere hearts in what? Unqualified assurance. Unqualified assurance. And absolute conviction. And engendered by what? Faith. In other words, stirred up by faith. You are free. You need faith to know. It's a leaning on the entire human personality of God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom and, and godness, goodness, having our hearts sprinkled and purified from, from, from a guilt, evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water, the word. You see, on, Friday, on Wednesday, I showed you body, soul, and spirit, right? Yes. And I told you that the body, it can be touched, it can be touched by hands. But the soul, you can't touch by hand. You can touch by words. Your spirit, you can't touch by words or, or hands. You touch by faith. You can only touch the, faith, the spirit by faith. Ah, that's what he told you. He said engendered by faith. He said know that you are free. He said be assured. Know this, know that, know this. He said this thing is engendered by faith. And these things are things that are done by the spirit. Okay. So that is the witness of the Holy Spirit. Then the last one that 
you know, I want to bring to your attention. This same Holy Spirit, in bearing witness of the reality of what Jesus has finished unto us, not only did he come into us or to us, when he came, he brought us a language in Acts chapter 2 verse 4. He brought us a language. One. The Bible says that he gives us utterance. Because you see, for you to enjoy everything he's witnessing about, you cannot do that on the human front. So when he came into you, look at it, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. So they were speaking. See, don't, don't just speak. Otherwise, you will not benefit from speaking in tongues. You must understand why you speak in tongues. I was, t- I was telling Ransford yesterday and Pastor Bride. Do you know the, the solution to tiredness and sleep is no sleep? Has God ever said he's neither sleep nor slumber? He says it. I'm telling you, the solution to sleep and to tiredness is not sleep. Sleep is okay. It's lying down and sleeping. It's okay. But lying down and sleeping when you are tired and sleepy doesn't solve the problem. Don't you still wake up feeling sleepy? Don't you still wake up feeling tired? The benefit of sleep is to help your soul to transition from what the body sees into another realm. That's all. Have you gone for all night? And you come back and you feel this hour sleeper, but all you know is three hours. Or sometimes you lie in bed and you realize that you are, the sleep is not coming. You might change position, put on fan, go and bath, do everything, but you wake up more tired. Some of you, you go to work in the morning and you are sleeping in the office. Meanwhile, you slept. I'm just telling you, there is a way to think. The word of God showed you He did not bring speaking in other tongues to you just for power's sake. It is a whole total package. When you look into the word of God, the the essence of speaking in tongues is what you need when you are tired. The Bible says that when you speak in tongues, he calls it stammering tongue. He says that you receive rest and refreshing. Why do you sleep? To wake up what? Refreshed. Is that correct? He said, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. Then he said, to whom he said, this is the rest. When a man speaks in tongues, he receives rest. Wherewith he may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. So you see, when you are so tired, When you are so sleepy, yet you want to do something. The best thing to do is speak in tongues. Knowing, knowing that if as you speak in tongues, you receive rest and you receive refreshing. This is the essence of speaking, one of the essence of speaking in other tongues. You receive rest, you receive refreshing. That is why some of us, when we wake up, we are too tired. You go and do everything you want to do. Now when you come home and you want to 
pray or sleep or, uh, or study your Bible or whatever, then sleep comes in or tiredness and, you know, is activated. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, some of the tiredness, by now you should know that it was Satan that touched your body. Because when you wanted to pray or study the Bible and you didn't do it, after some time, you see yourself doing something else and you keep doing that thing for long without remembering you were tired or you were sleepy. But when it came to the things of the spirit, Satan touched your body. Do you know what it means? I'm telling you, your body can be touched. But if you are one who speaks in tongues a lot with understanding, your body begins to align with the mindset of the spirit. Satan can touch your body. When he touches your body, you push. The more he touches you, the more you draw. That's what happens. Haven't you realized when you come to church, that is when you want to sleep? Hold on. But when we close, you see yourself standing out there, talking, chatting, doing everything. Listen, it's, it's war. This is war against your life. Do you know what it means? The devil has access to you. Whilst in the presence of God, Satan can easily come and touch you. And immediately he touches you, your body begins to go. Right in the presence of God. It is war against your life. Don't be happy. And don't give excuse that I am I'm telling you. That is why I keep telling you, when you are tired, speak in tongues. When you come to church, the thing you should be doing throughout the whole service is speaking in tongues. You see, you see that reality? Your soul has not agreed. It is only when you sit down for a long time, then sleep is get, trying to get you, then you begin to speak in tongues. Do you know what will happen to you? You might not succeed. You might not succeed. I'm telling you. You know yourself. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you this. Anytime it, there are things about God, word of God, worship, like church, things about the Spirit, study of the Bible, and you feel easily tired, Satan has declared a war on your body. And he has won. You must fight it to the core. Didn't God say that he neither slumbers nor sleep? Because he's a spirit. And that same spirit has come to reside in you. And he's telling you from your spirit. You can unleash from your spirit into your body. And if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. If that same spirit dwells in you. It shall give revital. It shall give life. That's what the Bible says. Don't take it for granted. If you easily sleep, you take your Bible to read, you are tired. You say you want to pray, and you are tired. Everything spiritual, you are tired. There is war. There is war. Now, you, you, better, you better fight and win. You better fight. Do you know why? If the devil can touch your body, he will give you all the wrong information to your soul. You will never believe a lot of things of the word of God. <laughs> Do you know what the Bible says? Concerning sleep and wealth. Can I tell you something? Success. Successful, successful people are not found in church. You don't go to church because you want to be successful. There are a whole lot of unbelievers who are out there who are making millions and billions. They don't know God. They don't go to church. They are successful. 
there is something they decide they found. It's called discipline. When you are sleeping, they are weak. When you are playing, they are thinking. When you are spending, they are looking for investment. And they don't do it and stop. They do it every time. You read some of these books. That's how come some of the worthy people, they think we Christians, we don't even know what we are doing. Because you see, if Satan can touch your body, you can never be disciplined. If Satan can touch your body, you can never be disciplined anyway. Because in your, is it not, is it not in your flesh that you have feelings? And when Satan can play with your feelings, you are gone. I'm telling you. You will make decisions you are not supposed to make. See, you can be in prayer meeting, praying kata, 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 and somebody can stand in the prayer meeting and be sleeping. Why? This person's body is easily touched. In fact, Satan doesn't need to come there. He can remotely do it. Maybe I'll say it for the last time. If you easily get tired, sleep in the presence of spiritual things, huh? I'm not saying to, I'm not saying that. I have seen success in my life because of discipline. You can ask them. I don't sleep. The Bible says when you sleep, poverty will visit you. See, look at how you even do your business. Look at how you even do your business. You are not disciplined in your business, yet you want success. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't. You are doing the same thing over and over and over again. A disciplined man eh, keeps moving like stairs. You can't go to the gym and keep lifting the same weight. There is no success. There is no improvement. It's like now everybody is selling. You put on your status. Everyday status. Everyday status. Everyday status. Does the whole world belong to your status? Do you have the mobile, the phone numbers of everybody on your phone? Now they are not buying. Now you are not getting sales. And you are blaming God. Don't you know you have finished lifting this, this metal? Climb! to the next level. Do it. Be disciplined about it. Then move to the next level. Keep moving to the level because sometimes the success will not happen in the first level. It won't happen in the second. Listen, the fact that you are a Christian, you have an upper hand of success than the unbeliever. But I'm telling you what Satan does to Christians. He makes us indisciplined. You are the one that started giving money in church. Satan will just touch you you will stop reading your Bible. The same source that, that gave you. He would, he would touch you. He know you are indisciplined. And when he touches you like that, forget it. Your desire to give will dwindle. It's gotten you. You are doing your business. Satan will just touch you. You start using your money anyhow. The, the white people, majority of them don't know God. They don't believe in the God you believe. But in their business, they are successful. You know why? Even in their small business, they have account. They have profit and loss. They have bank account where they put their money. They know their profit at the end of the day. In Africa, where we say we know God to the core, your profit and loss is in your pocket. And you, and you say you have been, how are you being successful? On what? Success has measurement. Faithfulness doesn't have measurement. The only one that has the measurement is Christ. But as to success, human beings can measure you. Don't you see, is it Forbes? Forbes are able to measure the wealth of people and declare that this is the richest man because their success can be measured. So you can be a child of God and you will never be successful. 
Even though you are born a success, you will never be successful. The key, in fact, there are two. Discipline, consistency. Make sure you don't fall. Because when you fall, to rise again is not easy. God honors consistency. You are not consistent, there can't be growth. You will disgrace God with your inconsistency. Today you do it, tomorrow you don't do it. Today you do it, God can trust you. But when you are consistent, God honors it and it has never happened. Normally when we get 100, 200 downloads, several countries, this one, there, just one country, I'm wondering the people there that decided to download and listen to the 101 messages. That day we had 166 downloads. Christians are not, and I'm telling you, the reason why Christians are not consistent is because of your body. And I'm telling you, your body can be touched. Look at how when you are going to work, you want to run to work quickly. You are going for lectures, you want to run. But when it is church, you are indisciplined. You come and we are preaching. And you think it's normal. No, you will come and miss the word though. But you are leading a life of indiscipline. Did you hear what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3? Paul says, I plant, or I planted. Apollos cared for it or waters it. And he said, and God brings increase. When there is watering, there is an increase. God cannot increase what is not being watered. You, are, you have a business. Today you are doing the business this way. Tomorrow you are chopping the money. Tomorrow you are dashing some of the things. Tomorrow you, are not, you don't have records. You are, how can God make it grow? Can I ask you a question? So when somebody says, I want to put 100,000 in your business, can I see the performance of your business from last year? You don't have anything. So you are praying for a destiny helper. But you are not doing, you think destiny helpers, they just dash money. Now today nobody dash money anyhow. I can give you money into your business to boom. And get some interest. But when I look at your record, you don't even have one. To be disciplined, sleepless night. You are studying how to have account. You are studying how to do proper records. You are, do, you are selling something small, but you have proper records. That at the end of the year, you can boldly say, I made a profit. Or I made the loss. And I have cash in the bank this much. But many a time, you don't even have cash. Because you use the cash to give to your mother or someone. The Holy Ghost wants you to prosper. See, we know so much. The Holy Ghost wants you to succeed. You must be disciplined. How do I know you must be disciplined? He used it in the Bible. He said, bodily exercise profited little. Which means there must be exercise. The reason why some of you sleep too much is because you don't exercise. You don't exercise the body. You imagine you sit down on room. Get up. Even if you go out, walk in your room. Exercise. Do something. Bodily exercise. The Bible says there is profit in it. I have never sat in an office and sit with white people and see them do never in my life. Maybe you have seen one. I have never. They are so disciplined that the food they eat in the morning they check. The food they eat in the afternoon they check. If Satan can touch your body on spiritual things, you are dead. For, forget about consistency and, in, and, and discipline. Forget it. In foreign countries, God is not their priority. 
but they function. They are doing well. Why? There are two things they decided to take well. Discipline, consistency. If you didn't take anything, even about the Holy Ghost, he's asking me to tell you, be disciplined, be consistent. Change the way you even come to church. No, I'm telling you, you easily will go for a wedding party because you must sit in front. Or you go for an activity and you, you want to be there first. Something. But when it has to do things with your spirit, Satan will just touch you. No, you know it's 7 o'clock, yet you are in bed. Like, the Holy Ghost is just giving you signs that get up. Church, you, know, church, you are getting church feelings. Yet, you are covering yourself and stretching and saying, let me do 30 minutes more. See, nobody will sack you or nobody will be angry at you if you come to church late, but you are building a life for yourself. Now, the flip side is that when you are a parent and you are indisciplined, don't expect your children to be different. You can never teach them what you don't know. You know what time Joshua sleeps? 2 a.m., 1 a.m. Because we are praying here, he's praying. If I were a parent that, some people make their children sleep at 6 and 7. He sleeps at 12, but he goes to school, pepe, pepe. He wants to pray. I can't stop him. He's lying down there and we are praying 12 midnight. By the time you're like, bang, bang. Somebody's coming, standing here. Daddy, are you people praying? He's coming to pray. Then I'll sleep around, you know, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. He's now going to sleep. He'll wake up, pepe, pepe, at 7. Go to school. I ask his teacher, does he sleep in church, in school? No. This is discipline. This is discipline. Can I ask you a question? How many parents go to church in the evenings and carry their children along? On Sunday, you carry them as if you are a Christian family. So you are a holy Christian family on Sunday. But on Wednesdays, it's mother and father business. I don't know, but my thinking is different. I, I reverence God to the core. You see, you can't, you, you can't behave, I mean, you can't teach your children something different from what you do and know. You don't pray at home, but you want to push your children to pray. You don't study the word of God. You want to push them to study? No. So when you are becoming indisciplined and inconsistent, you are destroying future generations for your sake. And, and most importantly, you are giving yourself prayer topic for the future. Children that are indisciplined, they are easily, they easily lose focus. They go off easily. You are teaching them, don't mingle with bad friends. Don't, you've taught them, you've said it. But for how long have you told them? For how long have they done it? Which company do they like being with? Which company? I'm telling you, some of these, all these things in the word of God, it is not for fun. It is for your victory. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond Night at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa's service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-LJedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel.
To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510080. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed in the name, victory in the name.